Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Ears International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. All right, well, family, I uh, wanted to thank everyone for uh, making it out here. I mean, just the beauty of being in this home, the, the, the closeness that is within this home is something that's powerful. And even this challenge that mom has brought to press into and hear what Yahweh has that he's working on each of us, but not just for ourselves, but to hear what he has for the bride, what he has for the remnant, how it applies to this family. The, the challenge or the press is always difficult. It's, it's nerve-wracking. It's something that is, um, puts us out of our comfort zone. But we're not a family of comfort. We, we are a family that presses through difficult things. There's purpose to the difficult things. There's growth to these things. And so I wanted to thank Mom just in, in giving her honors for putting us in a position. A long time ago, Megan said the press or, or pressure is his grace. Yeah. And it was something that was really difficult for me to embrace at first. But pressure is his grace. That's how you grow. Yeah. And so thanking you guys for uh, the challenge to hear. Uh, I don't know how many bodies are challenged to press in and hear, self-reflect, and dispense. And so for that, I thank you guys. So. Amen. Amen. So tonight, we're, we've been so looking forward to this, um, to continue this. We're going to hear from Brian about everything Derek talked about. We're going to hear from Derek and then Alexa and Rebecca. Um, not in that particular order. Um, so if anybody would like to go first, you can go ahead and do that. Um, did you have anything you wanted to? No, not You want them to pick? I, I think they Derek. had me in line. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Alexa. I love Derek. 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 And Derek sends us so well in multiple arenas, uh, whether it be on a Friday night, setting the tone, uh, just being able to shift into being able to hear differently from one aspect to the next. He has the ability to be able to transform ears to be opened, if that makes sense. Like you can, you know, your ears can tune into one thing and then you got to tune it into something else because there's multiple things being dispensed out of heaven at the same time. And he has the ability to do that. And so just wanna, um, you know, obviously we're really excited. Derek was the first one to get picked and be like, don't put me back in the bucket. Cause he was like, I want, I want to go. So definitely excited to hear he, um, just a little bit about some history that I'm sure you guys may or may not know. But the best way for me to explain it, when I found Derek in religion, he was almost dead. Uh, he was hanging on by a hair with just numbness and uh, just being pushed in the back. Uh, as, as, you, as you guys know, we've talked about that where Sally had a very prophetic voice and so she was out at the forefront and 
the dismissal of what it was that he had to offer. Um, it's very easy to say, well, men work and he's in business and she's the worship leader and she's the prophetess. And dismissing the prophetic voice in this man is yeah. is yeah. it is uh, I don't I don't know what the word is tragic. But it, tra- yes, <laughs> it is tragic because when he gives a word, he will read your mail, and uh, but yet he does it with such humility and such a power of uh, of just experience, and so definitely yeah. excited to hear what Yahweh has to say. So again, remember tonight, what this is, is we want to hear what Yahweh's been whispering. I don't want to hear an update on your latest adventure yesterday or what's been going on with you, but what is the secrets? What is the whisper? What is he whispering to you? How does that apply to you personally? But then at the same time, what does that mean for us as a family? And what does that mean for the whole earth? So being able to see it from all of those dimensions. So have at it, Derek. All right. Um, so the thing that he has pressed on me has been one of the more difficult things for me personally. Um, and it is a thing of intimacy, meaning closeness. Um because of past hurts, because of letdowns, because of things life has provided, there's been a difficulty to, or in a sense, a misunderstanding of the importance of intimacy or connection. And it's been something that I've been heavily pressed in, and this is very weird how it came about. Um, some of you know our history within our marriage, uh, and, and it, it's there's things that were um, devastating. But in coming back in restoration, there's been an ability for me as the receiving end to point a finger. There's been an ability to use an excuse to cause distance. There's been an excuse to create, um, in a sense, operate for my own kingdom. There's been, um, I was challenged in, in um, for some of you, understanding that our position as a man is still a bride it can be difficult and so you can change with the word spouse if you decide but the difference between a good spouse and an excellent has a lot to do with the heart am I here for need or am I here for desire and often I can look outward so quickly and so easily to you're just here for need or you're just here for convenience or you're just here for whatever and in my reflection Yahweh flipped it on me because I am not always there for desire I don't I do not always reach out for connection and the very thing that may irritate me that 
connection can seem like an inconvenience to me because of a misunderstanding is how I live my life with him at times too. And, and it was something that was shown to me in moments and I immediately denied, no, that's not me. That's not what I do. And yet, time after time after time, I have been more after when it's needed versus because I desired that connection. And, and, and it's a lot of, it has a lot to do with the heart. It allows me to take for granted my spouse. It allows me to take for granted him. It allows me to take for granted Ruach. I can hear and have every reservation why not to do something and he'll move somebody else to do it. And at that point, my doubt is evidence of my lack of closeness. Um, because there's a, there's a portion of it that do I trust or do I doubt? And do I believe in my ability to accomplish something more so than I believe in his ability to accomplish something or my spouse's or however that translates. But this is what he was speaking to me in highlighting. I may say I do, but knowing that my heart does not always trust. It does not always. Um, it has allowed things to distract that. Uh, I have been given to dis distractions too easily. And what could be more irritating than being on a date with your spouse only to have your spouse given to distractions during your time? And how often can I be in a position where Yahweh has me and I too can be given to distractions? And not there, not there in heart, not there in mind, not there in spirit. And it was a reflection that, in a sense, I have been a bride or spouse that sets up requirements for intimacy or closeness. And it's not how it's meant to be. Um, so, if you hear it to the remnant, there is a lot of mistrust. There's a lot of hurts. There's a lot taken for granted. There are moments of need that become important, but not moments of pursuit or passion or desire. Um, do I seek connection and passion more than I seek fulfillment and needs met? And it's something that has been eye-opening at what limits or inhibits my growth or my potential. And so, I mean, in how it was laid out, I, I feel like it, it applies to each category between the bride, remnant, um, church family. There's so many aspects of this that were highlighted to me because when I see it in 
my role in things, the same thing I can see applicable, and I never saw it before two weeks ago. And recognizing the value of, of uh, I know Megan had a long time ago shared to the team uh, the difference between duty and devotion. And I'm excellent at duty. And it can look great, but having devotion and desire and passion for something is a mindset and a heart shift that ultimately highlights what I value or don't value. And, and that, that comes down to the taking things for granted. So I really appreciate you sharing all that. It's always a, uh, it's a, it's always, I would assume for all of us to watch how Derek operates and then hear him share mm -hmm. from such a place of vulnerability to say, and yet I don't meet the mark. Yahweh would never say that, but when he's pressing somebody from duty to devotion, there is a level of press because right. duty is very good. We want our kids. Obedience and duty is absolutely good. But in the renewed covenant, the purpose of Yeshua was that it would be written on our hearts, that out of the overflow of transformation, that we would walk with devotion. But it doesn't stop the things that we were doing in duty, but he's talking about it's coming from a different place in our heart. So just a powerful thing for us to all reflect on as we're moving through this, you know, as we're moving through this whole process and what he's setting us up for to really think about I mean, what struck me is to really think about those date moments. You know, I mean, we're he we are always in communion with him. But there are those moments where he's like, sit down. And how often, at least for me, out of duty to the things that I have to handle that I'm like, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm worshiping you in this. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I, that's great. That's real. But we look at me yeah, and then I'm like, oh, <laughs> and thinking about being on a date. If somebody did that, you know, at least I understand that because I'm in acts of service. That's my love language. So I would love it if we were on a date and there was a bunch of distractions. <laughs> I mean, it's just a different way of looking at it, but sometimes it's like, no, I want quality time. Oh, yes, you have more than just my love language. Okay. <laughs> so that was awesome, Derek. And remember what I was saying a few weeks ago as we listened to everybody's kind of just personal testimony of what's being spoken to them, that there's giftings and callings being uncovered as you press into those things. So when you listen to Derek and talking about duty to devotion, there's an element of refinement. There's a refining. There's a trusting the Lord, right, beyond what you're comfortable with. There's um, pursuing him, not settling. So when you, when you hear these type of things, what we also need to recognize from that when we're listening to different members of the body is recognizing that Derek is going to be a man that calls other men to be refined, to be passionate, to pursue him past all their discomfort, even when they themselves were in a place of hurt and wounding and mistrust and how to get past that and be a, a refining presence in men's lives. Right. And we know that we, we can see that about Derek. So as, as we're going through this process, just know for yourself even, right? Because you can get 
you can get lost in the interaction with Yahweh in the encounter and not take a step back and realize that he's calling you to something and that's just part of the process. Right? Alexa, you wanna come up here? Come sit come sit next to Mama Cheryl over here. <laughs> So for you, Alexa, I, I want to point out to the family that you you speak freely. Yeah. Speak freely. I hear the Spirit saying that. And that you're being called to the forefront. And I think with a lot of where you've come from, it has kind of maybe given you the perspective that your, your communication with him is diminished or less valued. But this is part of the process of him showing you that there's an entire family that recognizes that he speaks to you as powerfully as anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so I hear the spirit saying, speak freely. This is, this is try your best not to be nervous. Right. (laughs) But there's something in you that he's calling to the forefront because he does communicate with you just as much as anybody else. And we, we want to hear what he's saying to you and what your perspective is. Yeah on the body. Um, I think it's kind of interesting how you say that because I think what Yahweh has been really pressing me on is actually family. Um, Because I think the biggest issue that he's been revealing is how I really feel like I've been abandoned. Um, And it's been quite a while that I've been feeling this issue um, it kind of started at a very young age uh, with this abandonment where uh, if you don't know my family my mom was always in and out of my life uh, it was I just had I guess a rough childhood with people always coming in and out. I was very self-reliant um, and that caused a lot of me thinking of how I don't have a family there for me. So then how all this is like affecting my adulthood, I noticed I do, I would do a lot of blaming to where I would blame uh, my parents or a teacher, um, just something to where it caused me to be in that victimhood like mindset. Um, and I really kept dwelling in that place, and this is where it caused anxiety and depression and um, I think once I started coming to uh, Kingdom Airs, it really <coughs> started something. <laughs> this really started starting something up. Um, um, as I kept coming, uh, I 
kept noticing there was a cycle uh, that he was revealing where um, I would feel like I'm being loved, but then having that like, mindset going back to where, well, I'm just probably an outcast and they don't think I'm a part of this family. Uh, so really going through and walking out that mindset with, uh, it started when I got spiritually adopted by Amber and Jason. And it's been really um, just like amazing with how their love has been like shaping me into basically the woman that Yali wants me to be. Um, but in this process, uh, of course, uh, like my blood family, uh, like they've been do like uh, during that time they were doing better, but I was just still missing something. Um, And I think during this time, this is when we were going over with cleaning and the three C's and all that. And uh, that was a really hard time for me because since I've been so self-reliant growing up, I really didn't want to talk to anyone about my feelings <laughs> or with my process or with life in general. So. Um, I guess what, when Yali really pressed this, uh, and I guess what also like triggered more of the cycle was when my family moved to Phoenix, and I am basically like the only one left here. So of course that abandonment uh, mindset is coming back into place, and I think during that time I'm also grateful because I've never clung more to this family more than when that happened, ever since that's happened. Um, I think another thing too that I noticed when uh, as I'm learning to understand like this is my family is when I kind of had to trust uh, Nana and Padrino with putting me into a home with another stranger. <laughs> but honestly, um, because I, I trusted them, uh, I've also been clinging to Sarah and um, that just, it's been great. And so I think because of, like, I've trusted into a kingdom family, I, I, I'm now realizing, like, um, I am being seen and being loved and, and heard. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think another press that he I'm realizing that where I'm not being abandoned is I think with the incident with uh, my daughter's story this really that incident really caused like the issues to like really stir and the mindset of like abandonment coming back and it became like another cycle um, so those of you who don't know my my daughter she had a small accident where her two fingertips on her left hand were amputated and during this incident um, it's kind of interesting because when this first happened the first thing I did well obviously I got the help for her but she um, as we were on our way to the hospital, I think the first person I called was Amber. And so after all that, after all that happened, and realizing like she was the first person I called, is just also realizing that I'm clinging to family. Um, but with this exposing uh, the abandonment mindset that I, I've had. Um, I would have thoughts where I would just keep thinking about her future and and how I would have um, I don't know why but I would let uh, Hasatan just give me these thoughts where I abandoned her where like how I'm the blame and just I would have flashbacks of the incident and it was hard because I have to. I kept forcing myself to uh, call Amber and Jason, and um, them just helping me walk through that was. Uh, it was hard, but it's. I think that's what really helped expose what Yahweh like is pressing me on. Um, With those things, Alexa, what do you see? <clears throat> what do you see Yahweh saying to you in the midst of all that, in terms of the bride and the remnant? saying when I don't cling to family I won't cling to the father to where I'm then thinking that he's abandoning me when really he's just waiting for me um, so then that cycle would then get back brought up um, again when he's really trying to break it and not just for me, but also my children as well, to where once I my, my mindset is, has changed, that they won't have that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and um, I guess I also noticed that when uh, this family has really been pressing me, which is hard because I'm not used to it, but uh, I noticed I think the more I think if I kept showing, I guess, my scars, I think um, not just family, but others will believe that, like, I guess, wounds can heal. But if I keep hiding my scars, I think people will not, they won't think that, like, I'm not scarred up at all. And as, like, others are bleeding with their wounds open, but thinking that there's no hope, but really, uh, I want people to believe that your wounds can heal, as mine did, but showing those scars, it's it's okay. That just shows that there's evidence that there's healing that's taking place um, that's from the Father. What stood out to me is as far as your calling is I feel like in the process he's taking you through he's developing you into the woman that he wants you to be like you said who will provoke other people and say who and what have you been dwelling with and recognizing cycles and patterns and scars and being able to show the scars of the cycles and the patterns and the things that you've dwelt with that were not of him right that he healed you and brought you in to now you're dwelling with the Father and you can you can bridge that gap for people. Right? Amen. That was good. Thank you, Alexa. I think everyone should <laughs> everyone should write down I don't remember exactly how you said it, but you said when I think he's abandoned me, but really he's waiting for me. Because there is an aspect of you know, when we think about even the prodigal you know, a lot of times, and I'm not necessarily saying that about you, but people, when they're in, one, identifying the cycles, recognizing when there's a cycle and what the triggers are to that cycle, to know when it's coming back, then to recognize where am I in that cycle, because sometimes it'll feel like he's not near me, and he's like, I'm in the house, and but you got to get to the house. Uh, to, to receive, you know, to receive what he has, and and there's and in that process, it's very easy to say, well, you weren't you weren't near me when he's when he's waiting, waiting, you know, waiting for you. So I think that that was uh, definitely powerful to to listen to you for me personally, because for me, I can preach all day long about the victim mindset. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea how it's landing in the hearts of people and what their process is to get out of that mindset. And I think that it's uh, it's a beautiful thing, you know, what he's what he's walking you through with that, and especially that power of where you dwell. And I know for you, there's accusation with where you dwell, and you've got to fight it in multiple arenas. Yeah. So, it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Black sister. 
You can say wherever you want. <laughs> You're gonna stay right there. You're you're totally I wanted to say something about you, and I didn't know if you were moving. That's not what I meant. But Brian, uh, all all of you guys, obviously, we know Brian. But there's a quiet pillar yeah. in this band. Yeah. And kind of the same as Derek, there's this aspect of, well, look at Yvonne. I mean, she's just this feisty, fiery, prophetic, fire, spitball. Just She just, you know... And because of that, we, in this family, we honor that the only reason why she can be yeah. as powerful and as bold as she is is because of the foundation that you laid for her. Yeah. And the world and wherever you've been has diminished that and not called that out. But I, mm -hmm. but I see that, and it's yeah. powerful because sometimes the only one that comes up to me and stands next to me and can say, I don't know what this looks like, but I'm with you, has been you. Mm -hmm. And it's been absolutely powerful as you guys have just been a huge gem, you know, to come to this family. So I'm excited to hear your voice. And he he's going to say it. I don't know. And he's nervous about it. But we've sat at their dinner, dinner table. And when he prays, I'm like, there's an intimate relationship with him, Yahweh, that just has not been exposed very much yet. So. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> but mine is a little different, I guess. Um, so I just went home and a couple Sundays ago and meditated a little bit with some music and and I asked Yahweh what he wanted me to talk about and, and so I got a vision and he revealed to me this is the vision that he revealed to me. Um, just blue angels without faces floating around a large table. Um, and Yeshua was glowing gold and floating through the table. And then there was uh, figures without faces sitting at the table with hands raised um, to the sky. And then there was a, I don't know, just a yellow line was there in the, in the vision as well. And then a narrow beam of light, a yellow light going up. To the, towards the sky. That's what I what I saw, and I just dug in a little deeper into that. And so, like, with the blue angels without faces floating around a large table, it was you know, like the color blue. Our blue angels associate with trust and fidelity, and tranquility, comfort, peace, and quiet and healing. The large table, the symbolizing is um, family and family that. I feel it was the family we have here, is what I was, um, the way I was interpreting that, the community and the steadfast um, presence of Yahweh. Mm. It's a place where Yahweh dwells and provides for his people. Um, it's where we share meals. Um, also, um, in Hebrew for table, it's, uh, I'm not going to be able to say the word, Shulchan. It's, S-H-U-L-C-H-A-N um, and the root of the word shalak means moving forward or moving toward a goal or a resolution mm -hmm. and then um, also, also Psalm 23 
with a prepared table uh, before me in the presence of my enemies and my cup overflows. And then the what was revealed as well to what I when I with that vision I had, you know, Yeshua going gold and floating through the table. Um, the color of gold is a blessing from Yahweh. And the um, pouring out of his love and protection to someone special uh, symbolizes the purity of the spirituality and development in the realm, the spiritual realm, and maintaining communion with Yahweh. Um, the figures without faces uh, sitting at the table uh, with hands raised to the sky, um, communion with Yeshua and worshiping Yeshua. And the yellow line um, indicates you know, the strength and courage, um, power and my uh, inspiration to take action or take the lead appears when people need to reclaim their space and to take a leadership role in mm -hmm. life. Uh, Yeshua is the Lion of Judah and King. And then the color, the color yellow um, breakthrough into personal struggle, a need to choose and take a side. And then the, the narrow beam of yellow gold light rising to the sky, um, Yahweh's connection with us. And the reliance on Yahweh reckons these are the things that I thought, you know, I just needed my <coughs> reliance on Yahweh and reconciling my life with Yahweh and family. And that I put down, you know, Ivan and then Kingdom Heirs. That's one. And then I have to surrender myself fully. And that's that's what I'm thinking, you know. Getting flustered. Um, the Lord's uh, Supper reminds us of the life and work of Yeshua, and it marks us people of His renewed covenant. And while doing all of this, it also anticipates that final glorious feast. The meal serves as a taste of what is to come and a taste of true life. And then I just related it more to me again, or you know, it's the the process um, that I have to go through. I mean, you know, for me and the intimacy that I need to have with with Yahweh and the, with our family here, with our the remnant, and um, I just um, I have to work. You know, for me, I'm going to myself over here, but the negativity for me. And the difficulties that I struggle with, you know, I put up barriers to family and to um, Yahweh. I don't, you know, I, I do have barriers that I still put up. And then, but I do see what this division in to me indicates to them. There's a shifting in me that's, you know, bringing me closer, more intimate to mm -hmm. kingdom heirs and to Yahweh and to Yeshua. And, um, and I just, you know, breaking down the barriers, preventing me from accessing the full power of Yahweh is what how I interpreted my the vision. And that's, that's what I have to say. I'm like, can you email that? Is it all written out? Yeah. Can you email that or a way to get it to us? Most powerful guy. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs>
you were talking about that you feel like it's a shift. <laughs> All right, Rebecca. I saw Rebecca specifically going last. Okay. I did too. You did? Um, partly just out of a place of honor because um, she's also um, the last shall be first. And Rebecca is an OG, and we have been running together and in relationship for Two almost 20 years. Um, but there's also an aspect of her life of, of that prodigal side, and it's been a joy and an honor to have her run home. And I couldn't be more proud of... Just the restoration of when you think something is lost, but you never, you never, that's never the position you ever stand on. You're always searching and finding and standing in that position. And so it has just been a joy to 
to have them come full circle, to have Evan with us tonight, young man, and what they've been through for the past couple of years. I am personally, there's not anything that's not going to come out of your mouth that isn't going to be pure oil, right? Because when you go through a crushing, the only thing that can come out is pure oil. So whatever you have is going to be just pure amazingness. Thank you. Um, first, I wanted to take this opportunity to extend my gratitude for how this family has so willingly and quickly come alongside my family and, and has been willing to serve and uphold me. And so I just want to extend my honor and gratitude to you all individually. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm emotional. I'm just, I just am. Um, I didn't want to do this. I'll be honest. I didn't want to do this. I felt... In the beginning, I was like, no, I'm just coming here. I'm a bystander and I'm watching, even though I've known for a long time. I know deep in my spirit, this is my home. And I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) I told you anything coming out of your mouth is going to be pure. Come on. I mean... Dad reached out to me in June after Father's Day. Come on. And Father's Day is really hard for me. And he said he felt deep in his spirit and he, you know, he messaged me and it was all in caps and he was like, it's time to come home. And I didn't let it go away from me, even though I didn't respond right. I mean, I responded to him, but I didn't respond in the fact that my actions came home. But I wrestled with it. And about October, I knew there was some things that I had to take action in and get in and, and, um, getting rid of some things, some relationships, um, to align with coming home, um, to align and get my life on the straight and narrow. So I made that decision. And in doing that, it caused havoc, Mm -hmm. tragedy, trauma, yeah. The biggest loss of my son. Yeah. I have this stuff written down and I'm just talking, you know, because what is it? You know, I do this with my mom all the time. I can talk about things that God's speaking to me all the time and be comfortable with her. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I can't be comfortable there. I can't, you know, I can't just like talk but this if this is family and I am who I am Mm -hmm. then what am I afraid of what am I afraid of yeah 
I don't have to have my life be put together and mm-hmm. have these eloquent words and fluid. And I and don't get me wrong, I have been in awe of all of you guys. And maybe that's where the intimidation is. I hear the boxes coming through, and I'm just like, I want to be like them. <laughs> I want to be like that. I want to hear from God like that. And um, I was, I'm walking out of a season of being in isolation. That is my go-to of dealing on this earth, on dealing with how to cope with something that's uncomfortable. But God has spoken to me that no longer is it time to be comfortable, Rebecca. No longer do you get to run into your own isolation and think you got it on your own. Because that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And I don't. I don't. And now with everything that's happened to me, I have really learned what it is to be humbled. And I have lived a lawless life. And I'm coming out of Egypt. I'm learning what it is what it is to be loyal to the unseen because everything that I see right now doesn't look good. <laughs> doesn't look good. Whether it's my finances, whether it's my family, I'm living a single life and it's lonely. <laughs> I lost my son. <laughs> And I have two amazing boys still. And so I made the choice of like, I've had trauma before this last trauma, you know, but I, what I, what did I do then? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do what God required of me. I went to what was comfortable, what, 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 uh, numbed the pain, you know, um, I went to what was easy. Yeah. And so now, after making my decree, I made a decree at the beginning of the of the American calendar year. You know, and I was like, what is 2023? What is what is what is this year for me? And then I wanted to know what you know, I went back to Genesis in the beginning of time and what God created, and I wanted to know what was what was created on the third day. And I'll have to look at my notes for that. But he created, I think, the water and the earth. And what stood out to me, let me just confirm that. Um, So he created the land and the waters, pouring it down from the heavens. And God, but what was interesting when I read it, it's in Genesis 1, 9 through 13. You guys can read it on your own. But, um... Uh, what stood out to me is that he commanded the earth to produce, so it mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that he created the trees and all the things that are that are life form. Mm-hmm. He commanded it, mm-hmm. and so what was previously barren, mm-hmm. he commanded mm-hmm. to produce. Mm-hmm. 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 
So even though everything looks barren in my life right now, I am standing on on firm that I'm going to fight and I am going to decree and declare what is going to be life in my life, what is going to produce life in my life. I am going to... Yeah to hold fast to that. So whatever is thrown at me, it is only meaning that I am running towards my breakthrough. So what all this devastation that is coming at me, I'm not going to allow it to keep me into what I used to know. And I'm going to learn from it and grow from it and continue to um, seek what is what is the truth and so i've really been like what does that look like when you when it's been spoken in in our gatherings of good versus truth and so i was i was reminded of um eve i was reminded of eve and she saw something good but it could it was to her detriment of death And so things can appear good in my life, but I really am getting to the point of each thing that has presented to myself of, oh, that looks good, but what is God telling me? What is God telling me about that? What is the truth that he is saying about it? And is that really good? Because God is good and truth. But sometimes the truth is painful. The truth is is gonna hurt and it's gonna cut. But am I going to to run to what's good and feels good or you know numbs the pain? Or am I going to am I going to embrace the truth, the pain, the devastation, embrace it? You know, there was another analogy that brought that got brought in, and when it's in, when you're in confrontation or in a battle, and is it jujitsu that you guys do? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times our natural reaction is, it, you know, someone I can't remember, someone had said, you know, um, it's not about um, pushing it away, but you're actually bringing mm-hmm. that confrontation, that fight, you're bringing it closer mm-hmm. into you to and I don't you know I'm sorry please please forgive me I'm still processing all of this that I'm I'm hearing and learning but you're bringing it in close to you because that's where the freedom is going to come out of you're going to get out of it by bringing it closer in and that might sound opposite and weird but at the same time that's what I feel like my life is right now where I am I am facing everything to be able to get on the straight and narrow I am facing all of the devastation in my life to be able to um, straighten out this path. I'm tired of going around and around the mountain. I'm done. I'm done. I need God to bring things in full circle in my life. And so, um, you know, I, I probably wasn't even as intentional of getting in his presence like I normally have. And I have tried. And there has been blocks. And I don't know. I'm not having the same experiences like I used to. And I don't know why. But I am hearing him differently. But I'm feeling like right now, like my life has been turned upside down and inside out. But he is relearn. I, I am relearning 
I, it's like my life is completely going to be changed and it's never going to look the same again. Yeah. And I'm relearning even how to hear his voice. And he's speaking to me differently in different ways. And I don't know if that's for moving from glory to glory or what it is, or it's just because everything just seems upside down right now. <laughs> but I just, um, I know that... Um, that he is rebuilding a new confidence in me you know where i you know one of the reasons i didn't even want to share or talk is i felt i'm not qualified i fall away i'm not you know i had all these lies and and god is um but he spoke to me and he told me you know no, you have a lot because yeah. of what you went through. Yeah. Do not lie to yourself. Do yeah. not listen yeah. to those thoughts. And that's another thing that he's been um, showing or teaching me is that even within myself, not so much the people around me, but even within myself, I don't have to tolerate certain things. I don't have to tolerate certain mindsets. Um, there is not unconditional tolerance with unconditional love. So when there, that is part of learning about the boundaries. So coming out of the um, loving kindness and into the boundaries week, that's what I heard him speak. Is there is not unconditional tolerance and I am. I have been known or characterized as, oh, sweet, caring Rebecca. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Why, but there have been. <laughs> I, I can. I or I have within myself. I've characterized myself of. Oh, you can just love past all of that. You can oh, love past all of that. Good. His love is great. Um. You know, he's un. You know, he shows unconditional love. It's infinite love, and but that is not what he has called called me to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there is a warrior within me, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I will. I am learning what it is to outwardly show that. And before, I used to think like, well, then you're not truly being a good Christian, you know, if you're not if you're saying no and you're you know, um, having to um, show a side of yourself that you're that you're confident or you're um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, bold. Yeah, bold. Um, you know, then you're not truly being Christ-like, or you know, and I'm learning within myself that I can show that. I am, it's okay to be defiant in certain ways. It's okay to be confrontational. It's okay to be, you know, um, it's okay to know what you know and be confident about it. But also carrying that humbleness of what, you know, and not forgetting where I came out of and also being teachable. And, um, so I'm, it is, it is a balance. It is a pendulum swing and trying to figure out where I'm at. So, um, but I'm, 
I'm thankful and I'm grateful for this process. I'm grateful that I'm here and I'm surrounded and I'm not alone. Yeah. I'm really not yeah. alone. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I know there's going to be tests and trials within the relationship. Um, and I'm going to have to really seek truth. And, you know, there will be offenses that come up inside of me. And um, I'm aware. And that's okay. It's okay, though. And uh, um, so I'm scared. <laughs> um, but I'm just, you know, I think that's basically it. Um, let me just double check. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a surrendering to the process. And, oh, and that day that I um, came to Pesach and Missy hid my bag <laughs> up on the balcony or whatever that thing was, mm. you know. And I rewatched those videos and I, um, you know, it, it's, I'm... I really noticed how, like, I was so focused on getting over there, and I'm like, how? It's impossible. <laughs> and um, and I looked at all the youth around me. <laughs> yeah. That was healing in a way. Yeah. And I felt Jonathan there. Yeah. <laughs> Even in, in, um, preparing for tonight he was like mom just be you just be you who cares <laughs> and um but i you know i was realizing like it's not about the destination it's about the process the journey mm -hmm. and what does it really mean like i don't have the answer to this but what does it mean to really enjoy the journey what does it mean to enjoy the journey and that's something I'm, I have I have always done and it's been a, a downfall of mine of like I'm always looking to the future I'm always looking and there's nothing wrong with that and that is good there's a balance there too preparing and planning ahead but but I am so focused on the goal, so focused on, you know, that I'm missing out what's going on around me and and really gaining the growth in the process. And so I'm I'm that's just where I'm at. That's good. That's where I'm at. That's awesome. So good. That's good. I love you too, huh? Um, one thing I want to say to you, Rebecca, I think as far as what a huge aspect of the process and what he's calling you to is that there's a there's this business fight or flight mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. and the enemy know he's familiar with what your back looks like mm -hmm. because there's been this aspect of flight but you're you're in a turning point and I know you're you've already made the decision where you're gonna turn into the fight you're going to turn into the fight. There's no more flight. It's fight now. And what's crazy is you're going to start to see Yahweh in the midst of it. So it's not even going to be scary. Amen. And you're going to grow leaps and bounds. Every time you turn towards what's pressing you, that flight, I just feel like it's not It's it's not even in you anymore. Amen. And so I want to thank you for sharing all that because I know that was... 
you know, difficult and vulnerable. So thank you for that. Thank you to everybody um, for sharing your, you know, what Yahweh's speaking to you. And um, I did want to give the opportunity. I don't know if Papa Ken or Mama Cheryl, if you guys feel led to say anything to anybody, pray anything. Well, I do. I have just one thing. <laughs> sure. And uh, I, I want to. I want us to bless her financially tonight, because she talked about the struggle that she's having in her finances. And if a family can't bear one another's burdens, then we're not a family. And so I think all of us ought to contribute by giving some cash or writing a check and uh, see her come out of that. I know what I'm going to give. So that's all I have to say. I will say, I will say one more thing. Um, giving is such a huge aspect of the kingdom of God. And years ago when I was in Dothan, Alabama, ministry, young girl came up to me and to by Monday, this was on a Sunday, by Monday for her college enrollment. She had scholarship, everything except for $8,000. And I asked her, I said, do you have any money? She said, no. And so I gave her a $20 bill. That's all I had in my wallet. And I said, now I want you to give this to the missionaries from China. And she did. Before 3 p.m., $8,000 was given to her account. Mm -hmm. And I, I just know that as all of us give tonight, God's going to bless everybody in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I want to see her get ahead. And um, so I'll be the first one to start. You get that little, is that little bucket thing? And Rebecca, I just bless you for the Father's blessing. And I decree that every word curse, every vex, every hex, every spell ever spoken to you is now broken. And from this night forward, you will accelerate and you will excel in excellence. And Father, I thank you for doing it in Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 I just pray healing over the both of you for the loss that you've had. But I feel like God's going to heal you and recovery is coming. Recovery, gonna, that's the word. You're going to recover all. Everything the enemy's trying to take from you, you're going to recover it all. And God's going to do a supernatural healing in, in you guys. He's going to heal your hearts. He's going to heal the brokenness. And you're going forward. You're going to move forward with victory. Thank you. Uh, well, first, uh, I just wanted to give a prompt for offering. Um, I just feel like tonight was extremely powerful in hearing so many different aspects, different dimensions of what y'all are saying to Brian, to the remnant, to each of us. Um, you could hear so many different aspects in what everybody shared, um, even different Yes, the individual's voices, but even voices, to me, what I heard was um, in connection with what we heard Wednesday night of those coming, you could hear those voices now. 
in everything that was shared. Um, and so hearing the voices of those coming, hearing them already saying, this is what I'm gaining, this is what I'm grasping, this is what I'm looking for, this is what I'm learning to understand, this is what I'm coming in to seek, this is transformation that I need. Hearing all of those voices already was something very powerful that I wanted to honor this family in, that that is what we're literally voicing and saying and moving forward in to provide a way for those that are coming in from a grandfather's word, from a grandmother's word, from mom and dad's word all these years. And so um, as we trade into obviously everything released tonight, trade, and then as we are given into Rebecca, and then as we're giving into the storehouse, I'm going to um, pass this around for anyone that has checks or cash for tithes and offering. You can put this, uh, put it in here. Oh, and then there's also uh, text to give. If you guys need that number for tithes and offerings, then we can give that as well. So, just thankful for this family. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for providing that way and for giving us opportunity. Um, I know that this family, the reason why those voices are able to come up is because you guys have made a way for the last two decades or so <laughs> um, for those voices to come because that is your guys' heart. You guys are always willing to send others um, into anything and everything that Yahweh has for them and you've never been threatened by that. You've never been intimidated by that. You've never been jealous over that. You've always laid yourself down so that others could, in a sense, walk over that bridge that you guys consistently give. So I appreciate that about you guys and we thank you for that. We just wanted to do one last thing um, is just as a family, we wanted to just do something small for the two of you guys to honor and seal our entire week of being together. Um, so you guys can open it while you're here. You're you want to open it now? Yes. You can read the card later, we but can you can open, open it now. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, the picture of everybody. Oh, that is cool. Thank you. And we have a card that we all signed, but we really just wanted to, um, you know, it's been an honor to have you guys here. And when I say an honor, I know we say that a lot, but one of the, one, one thing that happened on Wednesday night that was revealed to me afterwards was I had some daughters notice uh, very... Uh, openly that the description was I had pink toes, pink glitter toes, pink shirt, pink shoes, <laughs> and I was sitting on the floor with my head down and I looked up and I had these big green eyes and I was crying and they that what was noticed was Papa Ken's look mm -hmm. towards me in adoration and in receiving me and the way that he was petting my head and they were just for them, it was a blessing because they always see us in that role, but they don't see me in that role. And um, so fast forward to Friday, uh, it's an honor to have you guys just come and sit in our home and be willing to receive 
our process with where we are. It'd be easy for me to be like, guys, Papa Ken's coming to town. Mm -hmm. Not that we didn't have a meeting on Wednesday. That was very intentional, but I just mean like, okay, so we're going to lay down our Fridays. We got to go back to what we were doing because we're going to do this, this, and this. And we got to invite all the churches. And that's not what this time was for. This time was for intimacy and for another level of permission granted. And so there was just a real ceiling that I see tonight and even just sitting in our living room and receiving us in where we are. Um, and being a part of that, it's just been. Um, we're honored to be here. We are. We were touched by everybody's testimony and what you all shared. Feel like God's really going to bring a healing in your lives, and that's just accelerate you into what God wants in your life. I really feel like it's an acceleration. It was good testimony. It really was. I just want to add one more thing that, as a family, we've all been cohesively marching i see us in the spirit we've been marching in step according to yahweh's direction um to a place and i feel like you guys come in and what took place on wednesday night was a father and a mother saying you're you're here at the place that you've been marching to mm-hmm. and so it's a real yeah. turning point um and i feel like that's something that you only you two could have done so i just I'm amazed at his timing, and it's been four years since we've been together, but he had everything. Four? You know, he knew he had too long. He knew the timing of what needed to happen, and we needed you guys here, and uh, your, we needed your voices, and and so we just uh, pray that you were blessed and refreshed and Absolutely. sending you back to Florida. You know. And the team that came with us, they, they just loved y'all, love all of you. And they, it just really touched their hearts to be able to minister to you guys and to pray over you and give you words, you know, if they heard from God. So they was really touched their life. Enjoyed being here. They want to come back. Amen. <laughs> Well, these two messed everything up seven years ago, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at you now. Look at us now. Look at us now. But think about full circle, another wineskin has gone through. Yeah. And here we are in the middle of the first word that he gave and just the trajectory. We, I have, we haven't even had a chance to... I don't know what happened on Wednesday, but I can feel it, and I definitely agree with that, that there was some permission, again, that was granted, and the point that I'm making is that the last time permission was granted. (laughs) So, big shift, yeah. Yeah. So, as we conclude tonight, just love on them, bless them. Are you guys leaving on Sunday? We still Sunday or Monday, we don't don't have to decide yet. Yeah, we're... Will you do one more thing? Will you just kind of close us out, seal this week, and release grandfather and father's blessing over all of us? I'd love to. So, Father, it's just an honor to come and uh, fellowship and commune with uh, the household, with the extended family. Some I've not ever met before, God, but the witness of the Spirit, Lord, that is upon them, God, is so evident. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, for moving them forward, Lord, in a new way. God, as they form new wineskins again and again and again, Father, that uh, when I see them again, Lord, that it'll be a whole new wineskin, maybe new wineskins seven times over. Mm 
So, Father, I just bless them tonight with a new wineskin, and I bless each person here, Father, with a father's blessing or a grandfather's blessing. Lord, I just release God heaven upon each person in Yeshua's name. And I say that the likeness of heaven is being deposited into each of you, into your spirit, so that you walk in the character of Yahweh and that you walk in, in the character of his son. And Father, I thank you, God, that uh, I, I'm just really drawn toward Rebecca's story and her. And Lord, I just thank you, Father, that you're going to accelerate her. And, and I just really feel like telling you that the next 10 years are going to be the best 10 years of your life. Mm-hmm. And I speak that over you now in Yeshua's name, that it's getting better. Mm-hmm. And Father, I thank you for touching them. I thank you for touching the household. Lord, I just release angels into Rebecca's house. Mm-hmm. And God, that you would just set up, Lord, protecting angels and angels of healing, Father. Angels of joy. And Lord, I just release the joy of the Lord into her and, and Evan and the rest of the family, Father. I release the joy of the Lord in them, Father. And Lord, I thank you tonight for doing it. Lord, give Brian more angelic yes. visitations. Yes. Yes. Let him yes. see more of those blue angels, yeah. Lord, in Yeshua's name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Father, I thank you for it. Uh, <laughs> and Lord, I give you praise for it in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomairsflag.org. Thank you.